0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hi, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social
0: media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we cover the final week of the League's regular season, another experimental mode, and a potential leak for Overwatch 2.
1: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to week 29 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. We are coming to the end of this season of the Overwatch League. Hooray, they've made it. I'm so happy because I was honestly scared they weren't going to make it for a little while with all the COVID stuff happening and all the weird stuff with the players going on. So congratulations, Blizzard. You started off wonky, but you finished strong in the end.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad that we actually got through the season. I was really scared uh, for for the longest time, not thinking that they would be able to even finish the season, but uh, I'm glad that they pulled ahead and they made sure that they were able to give us a tournament. Yeah, yeah. How have you been this week, Kevin? How is everything going in NorCal? I know you have your own fires that are going on. Yes, we do. Uh, We have a whole bunch of just random, like, heat waves the The air has been pretty bad recently just because of all the fires but yeah I'm, I'm really just staying inside uh, I think I'm gonna go outside for the first time in two weeks uh, later today uh, <laughs> but yeah honestly um, I'm keeping it fresh with my team I'm trying to get them more involved so to say we have what is it we have overwatch practice on thursday so i'm gonna go make sure that my team is all good mm-hmm. for that um but we've been playing a lot of among us recently <laughs> have you ever have you seen any gameplay of that i haven't actually heard of that game okay so among us is like uh it's like a mafia kind of game where you're everybody's like a person on the ship and the crewmates are just trying to fix the ship while there's two imposters or however many oh, imposters you want. Okay. And they go around and they sabotage everything. Uh try to make it harder for the players to actually play the game. So Yeah, that that's what I've been playing with a bunch of my friends. So um we we tend to start really late on that. Uh which is not great for my sleep schedule. My sleep <laughs> schedule's all over the place, but like it was really funny. My mom, uh, one night was like, yeah, "Could you keep it down?" I'm trying to sleep. I'm like, "Okay," and uh, instead of replying like, "Okay, mother, I will be quiet," I replied with, "Ma, I have to clear my name. I'm not a murderer." And she's <laughs> like, she she comes back to me the next day, like, she's like, "What do you mean you have to clear your name?" I'm like, "Oh, I was uh, I was playing a game where I was being accused of being a murderer and I wasn't, and they still killed me anyways." <laughs> lost <laughs> like okay but it, w- it was pretty funny to try to explain all this to my mom <laughs> that's just that's such a wonderful text to receive with no context <laughs> i'm being framed for murder mother please let me argue my point <laughs> <laughs> why were you being framed like what? what about it was made them frame you <laughs> okay so the the imposters have the ability to like kill people right So, they go around and they, like, literally take off, like, the upper half of, like, one of your teammates. But it was, like, me and this other person, we were in the same spot. And I was doing, I was doing a mission, so I can't really, like, watch the entire screen the whole time. But, like, he goes by, he kills the guy while he's, while I'm working on my thing. And then he steps away for a second. And then the second that I get out, he reports it, and he's like, oh, yeah, I just saw Kevin on top of the body. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, what no. do you mean? <laughs> like, oh, no. I, I was doing my mission, and no one else could vouch for me because no one else was there. So I'm just like, oh, like, what do I do here? Like, But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun. It's a fun game if you have friends. It does get stressful, um, but that's just that's just the nature of the game. Oh my God. You
1: know how we talk about 99 Ranch a lot on this podcast?
0: Oh yeah. I found out,
1: I'm looking at a tweet that came out yesterday that 99 Ranch Market is coming to Westwood like years after I graduate. Like where were you when I needed you?
0: Yeah, <sighs> full on avatar
1: from the world. Full on avatar, full on Aang. Like you, yeah. after we need you, you're, that's when you decide to come in. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Could have, made, could, have, could have had that, that nice shabu-shabu meet.
0: Yeah. That all your jokes about a Ranch 99 parking lot would land a lot better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I was going to say something. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, um, well, since we started with this, uh, what do you think the future looks like for um, – for the league next season, like, is there going to be a league next season? What, what changes do you think we're going to see? Because, um, when do they start, they start, uh, like what, February?
0: Yeah. Typically.
1: Usually. So we have a long time between, uh, whenever they finish with the, the grand finals and the, um, for grand finals, world cup, uh, whatever they're, else they're going to do. We have a long time between then and the official start of what should be season three, so they have a lot of time to to plan for COVID, to to input some new changes to the league to make it uh, more engaging, more exciting, and to really uh, make it a lot more successful than it has been this year. So, what do you? What changes would you like to see, and, and what do you think is likely to come?
0: Um, I, I do feel like it's kind of it's tough right now obviously I'm um, considering all of the pandemic stuff but this year was supposed to be the year which was supposed to be return of investment for a lot of the a lot of the people who are actually putting in money to make this league work um, and build teams and make sure that everybody is in and playing but yeah I feel like they need to figure out a way how to return the money to the investors this year. Yeah. Or next year. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, keeping the league format the way it is right now, or even, um, changing it up if they need to with, um, I I don't know how you would do it. I mean, I, I miss the old homestand formula where like, you know, everybody is in the same spot. I feel like that'd be a lot easier to do. Um, I mean, we pitched the idea, like, early COVID, where it's, like, regional homestands, where, like, each region of of the world has, like, a homestand. Yeah. And when they go and they play at that homestand, it's just more for, like, everybody in said region goes to that one place. That's, like, 100% built out. And I feel like that would be a lot easier to do. Um and still implement like a kind of home stand feel, but mm-hmm. I do understand like you know COVID restrictions probably are going to keep a lot of us like spaced out. Um, like you know, large gatherings are probably still not going to happen. But yeah, I have no idea how they're going to keep the league going, and it depends on really how well Overwatch Two does. If it, if, yeah, are we going to have Overwatch Two before the next season of Overwatch League? That mm-hmm. is the big question. Um, and if so, what changes will it bring, and how will it change or enhance the format that we already have? Um, yeah, those are the main questions that is on everyone's minds going into this next year. And I hope that whatever they decide to do, it is for the better of the esport itself. Uh, whether it lo- like keeps the shelf life longer, or if it, you know, if it does fizzle out, I hope that they have you know something else that they could work towards
1: hmm for me I think they did de- it's hard to say because um, there's definitely a very devoted core fan base for the league and I'm honestly I haven't seen any metrics I think they should definitely release metrics of how viewership is going just to just for unless they're like really bad uh, just for our consideration and just for us to to see and visualize the progress of the League. Um, but if if they don't do something drastic Overwatch-wise, like release Overwatch 2, then it's going to be really hard to keep people interested because like as it is now, they're having to rapidly change the metas really, really quickly to keep it fresh. Like the huge double barrier meta nerf that really just changed the entire way we've been playing Uh, pretty much since GOAT's happened. Um, And honestly, like Overwatch in general wise, if they don't release Overwatch 2 sometime before mid-2021, I think that the community is going to die. I really do because waiting for 2022, that's a whole year without any real updates or releases. All we have to look forward to is just the events, which you obviously are not, again you're not updating you're not changing or doing anything aside from adding more balls to lucio ball because honestly who who wanted that so um they really have to get themselves into gear if they want both the overwatch league and the overwatch gaming community to stay alive
0: yeah i do agree with that like 100 percent. i feel like they need to make a move next year for sure um because if they if they wait too long, they're gonna they're gonna lose their audience. Like the audience is gonna go out and fizzle out, and you're like even the hardcore like group of people are not gonna be able to stick around for that long. Um, it's honestly right now for competitive FPS, it's hard to compete with Valorant right now. Valorant mm. is you know the big one that everybody's discussing, and you know a lot of players have already hopped ship. We've yeah. seen you know Sinatra being the big you know, name one, but you also lose people like Baby Bay, Zachary, Ruckus, um, Corey. Those they're all on the same team, uh, <laughs> except for Sinatra. Sinatra's on Sentinels, but like Sinatra's whole, special. yeah, that whole thing of just like not having like some of the big names that were in the league like not even play Overwatch anymore. It really shows how the transition is like how we're transitioning away from overwatch which is something that blizzard definitely doesn't want but that is kind of the sentiment right now it's like we have to move on to the next new thing Mm -hmm. um overwatch 2 i feel like has to come in with the same kind of bang that um starcraft 2 kind of came in with does that make sense like Starcraft one and like the expansion was like pretty big and it was popular and it had yeah. its own thing and then when Starcraft two came out they had a lot more like graphics but it also brought like the the hardcore audience back in but it also made it like it was a new game at that point so I hope if they do something the same way for Overwatch two um, they keep that same vibe that you had with Overwatch one but you essentially update it and make it different in a way um, that that's still engaging. I feel like this is, this is the very tough thing that I know game developers have issues with. Um, and Overwatch is no exception. It is the way, the difference between the way how casual players or like not the top ELO players play versus how the top of the, like the best of the best play. Um, and balancing it out between the two really makes it difficult for certain players to even, like, get a foot in the door or even, like, keep the game interesting. So, for example, like, there was, um, let's just say, like, the nerfs to Genji, right? Like, mm-hmm. not a lot of us were playing Genji down to the lower ELOs or, like uh, like, lower levels at that point. And it sways certain things in certain directions. Like, we know at the top level, like, the double shield is kind of oppressive. They play it in a way where they can cover for each other very well and all that stuff. So they nerf the barriers, right? Um, For us now, it makes it feel like we're not going to have that kind of feel, you know? We don't have the option to play into double barrier. Or play Double Barrier if we were even good at it. Um, So now it's, like, essentially it's creating a difference between the higher competitive scene and that affects, like, the the casual gameplay. Like, the casual game base. And those two could easily conflict and then you just have this huge, like, battle of, like, oh, there should be buff, there should be nerf, this, this X, Y, and Z. But, like, yeah, it's pretty difficult to find that balance and i know a lot of companies have issues with that and i hope that you know overwatch 2 finds a way to address it whether it's um maybe separate separate rules for both competitive and non-competitive i know that they were experimenting with um open queue right like coming back and mm-hmm. that helped a little bit but i want to see what they can do to separate out like the, the best of the best versus um, you know, maybe some more casual players like myself. Do
1: you think it is possible, though, to have that same kind of reaction from when uh, StarCraft 2 came back? Because didn't StarCraft 2 come out like way after the first one? Yes, like so, significantly. Yeah, so I mean, for that, it was like, it was a big return. It was a big deal. And w- with with the way Overwatch has been handled, it's like there's a lot of very disgruntled fans and people who used to play it who were, who were feeling like, it's it's not a deserved celebration. Like, we, you, you really dragged your feet on this.
0: Yeah, and I just hope that whatever they do with the Overwatch, like, world in Overwatch 2, they keep the players informed. <laughs> that is something that we've seen single-handedly kind of turn people off and turn people away. Um, and we need to have that level of, like, transparency. Like, even if you... Like, you can't say, like, oh, yeah, we're releasing a new character. There's no need for that. Like, we just need to know, like, hey, yeah, we understand that X, Y, or Z is a problem. We're looking into it. Like, even just giving us that gives us a little bit of, like, oh, okay, they they know that there's an issue. There's something going on. Um, same thing in, like, other competitive games. I know, like, Valorant, like, I don't want to keep, like, bringing them up, but it's a It's a thing that they do is that they have hardcore players on their teams like on their development teams, and because of that they're able to bring that level of insight into pal like into balance changes and into patch notes to kind of help like say like okay, this isn't completely unjustified, this is just something that we're we're testing, but we know that a lot of players kind of share the same at like the top. Of the top um, so yeah I feel like if they just consulted a lot more of the players to see how the balancing could go um, it would be more fun or more interesting in a way again
1: how likely do you think it is that we'll get overwatch two before like maybe the halfway point of the year in 2021
0: uh, oh that's a really tough question just because it's I know I want to say They'll announce something in November, right? They'll have beta testing through spring and then do, like, a full release in the summer, right? Like, that's what I want from Overwatch 2. What we'll get is probably announcement of Overwatch 2 or, like, even... Well, I mean, they kind of announced it last year, but, like, like more updates coming in during BlizzCon, right? Then we have polishing until like summer and then beta testing in summer and then it comes out fall and then we won't have like, we'll essentially be playing like a game for another eight months with no other things to really go off of. So I'm really, (sighs) I, knowing Blizzard, their whole model is polished until finished, which could kill their esports scene which is not good. So hopefully like I would like to see it come out before summer. This is a big like hope. I hope it comes out before the summer of 2021. Um if it doesn't um Overwatch is going to be a thing that only uh disgruntled old people are going to remember and then when they when they you know release it in 2022 or even possibly later um everyone else would be like oh yeah overwatch one was you know brig and goats and that's it like that's all we remember like why would we pick this up so um yeah it's going to be interesting to see how this works Mm -hmm. i I think i think fall as a release would
1: even though it's not that much later after summer and like in the terms of entertainment world, like, when everything comes out so fast and you really have to keep people happy, like, that, even that little bit of a delay would be, would be a lot for us to go through.
0: Yeah, I don't think you could retain the player base for another eight months off of the current way how Overwatch is being ran. Um, I hope that I don't want to, like, get in Blizzard's head here, but I want to see a new game come out relatively you know not like rush it out immediately but like polished enough that before the entire like i i would say like you know obviously the best time to announce that you're releasing Overwatch 2 would be around you know BlizzCon and the World Cup when you host those things at BlizzCon when you when you used to at least i don't I don't know what you're doing this year but yeah, just finding out what you can do to keep the player base like I don't want to say informed. It's more like in the loop, in the know. Like rather than leaving us in the dark the whole time, we just want to know when the next game is. Like when when our big change is going to happen, and we don't mean reverting it back to season three. Okay, like give us something new we don't like we want that single player campaign we want you know we want all those story elements that you've been leaving out where the hell is the zen lore like do we have to wait for overwatch 2 to get zen lore honestly we're like, probably not going to get the zen in overwatch like, 2 they're probably teasing us like if you open the cinematic with a zen lore will the meme will finally die and it will be good but we'll see honestly like i want blizzard to release it relatively soon but not not rush it but just before you know we have to dip off and just say like okay yeah we we can't do this before you lose your entire player base well i mean in
1: in terms of overwatch news again um there was a tweet from nary honestly who is nary like it says on her Twitter page that she's formerly with Blizzard Entertainment Korea, Overwatch, and World of Warcraft. Um, but that's that's formally like, wh- how does she get all of this information? Is she just a leaker now? Like, who is she? Do we know?
0: Yeah. We, we we won't know.
1: Well, somehow she gets all of this information, which in general, like so far, it's all of it's been correct. Um, so she posted a some photos on her Twitter page of a new leak from a German survey that came out. Um, And one of the things that I guess is new is that there is a customizable legendary skins leak. I don't know what that would look like, but that that's something that's, I guess, new that might be coming to overwatch too. I can't read German. Um, So if any of you who listen to this podcast, go on to Nairi's page and can translate the German for us, that would be very appreciated. And I guess we'll read it out next week. If anyone does this, please do uh, send us an email. Send us a message, please. Um, so, customizable skins. How do you feel about that, Kevin? Personally, like for me, I part of the charm of Overwatch is seeing what the dev team comes up with with skins. Um, so, I kind of, I kind of like the way that they just release skins that are thematic and already made. And I mean. I think it would be nice to have to be able to like mix and match parts of skins to like make your own Frankenstein's monster creation, but I don't think that's what this game needs to make it more fun.
0: Yeah. And the thing about doing something like that as well is you're separating out uh, pieces. And this is the way how I break things down a little bit, I guess. Um, I don't want it to become like, Let's say if we get we get new skins, right? It's a whole complete set, right? Um, next thing you know, if it is this style, I would hate this to happen, but uh, imagine if each character had... You know, they have a different weapon, like secondary, tertiary, whatever you want to call the third ability, whatever. Um, like, some of them have, like, headpiece, uh like body armor legs, right? Um if all of those are the way how they separate out the characters, right? And instead of in loot boxes, you get the full skin or whatever, you get like pieces of the skin. And then I'd be like, so mad. I would be so mad if it's like, oh yeah. Uh the beautiful, beautiful set. Imagine like, you know, uh let, let's go with like the Farah uh, the Farah Headless Horseman skin, right? Uh huh or Right, yeah, the, the enchanted armor, armor skin, the enchanted armor, right? The armor is like I wouldn't say common, but like you know, like somewhat rare, maybe like a uh, mythical kind of, right? Yeah. And then the head is legendary. Like, how much longer would you be just like, oh, okay, cool, far with glowing armor, we could still see your head, versus somebody who's just like, you know what, I'm gonna just get the minus head, and we'll see how it goes from there uh yeah I feel like it's different it's it's definitely it, it would be more it would be a lot harder to get a full set of a skin that you would want
1: if yeah, yeah they
0: went in that direction but the there's benefits for at least blizzard the company that way yeah um, I mean
1: we're gonna be grinding a lot more playing a lot more which logs more hours. people are gonna probably end up buying more uh Blizzard monies to get those loot
0: boxes in, or at least try to buy
1: their pieces or whatever they're going to do.
0: Exactly. Um, and the thing, unlike, you know, Valve, is that uh, Blizzard doesn't have a trade function. So essentially right now you use your coins to like buy whatever you want, right? Um, if you miss out on cert- something during an event, you just kind of buy it you you use your coins that you've been saving up. Or you have Um, to wait the entire year, or you yeah you wait the year, you wait till anniversary event um, to to finally get it. Mm -hmm. But they're how can I say in in Valve's games they have like a whole you know trade system and trade market, um, which they do actually make quite a bit off of. Like a little like interaction could cost like you know even pennies. And that just adds up when there's billions of trades going on a day. Um, It's just a matter of, like, how does Blizzard want to incorporate this? Are they going to allow, like, can not we use our coins to still buy things? Um, Are coins going to be worth less in Overwatch 2 than they are in Overwatch 1? Um, How do we make certain things work out, you know? Um, I just hope that they figure it out and don't split up our skins but if this is the way how they want to go about it i i mean it is going to get a lot more players to be grinding it or it's going to frustrate players and just turn them away from even attempting to get skins
1: yeah this could either be really really good or really really bad i'm i'm leaning towards like now that we've we're talking about having to like buy the pieces individually like, if that happens, it's it's definitely going to go on the really, really bad side. That's, that's not going to be a thing the player base likes. Not at all. I don't think that
0: that's going to work. Um, at least for, like, it has to, the gameplay is the most important piece. But, like, if the gameplay is good, people will play. But, yeah, the way how they're going to deal with cosmetics is going to be something else. Especially when it comes down to customizable skins um so yeah we'll see how this plays out i hope that the the skins remain as like one piece and then allowing you to mix and match would be okay um you know just imagine you know regular ana but like with that tall mask like that's just like building the craziest nightmare fuel ana is possible now um Junkrat will probably have some insane skins if you're mixing matching, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do if, the, if you're allowed to break up skins like this.
1: Honestly, I can't really even think right now of any combination that would be like relatively good. I like the, the way they are. I think they, they're they made to be as a set. Like I could be wrong. Like Someone could pull out some really cool combinations, but I, I just don't see it right now.
0: It would be cool to have a couple things that you could mix and match. I feel like the one thing that you can that they should do, though. This is just me. um, Allow you to spend your competitive points on something other than gold guns. Mm -hmm. Um, That's gonna get players to play a lot more. Okay, like, like I'm tired. Like I'm old. I'm a boomer. I've been playing since the beginning of this game. I have every gold gun in the game. I I'm done collecting that. Like i need to have something else to really like fight for um i feel like that i this could be weird um but like yeah different gun skins different things other than just gold like uh, just imagine i don't want a a diamond roadhog hook or something like that would be insane like i would work towards something like prismatic and shiny like that um Just work on different, like, aspects of it. It doesn't have to be just gold only. Um, Give us something else to use our competitive points on. It could even be, like, exclusive sprays or exclusive skins. Like, that would get... Just imagine if it's, like, per season, there's, like, one skin that costs, like, 3,000 competitive points, right? Like, that's gonna get... Like, if you love that skin, you're gonna be like, alright, I'm playing comp to get this. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, Like,
1: I have no real reason to play comp anymore. I just play quick play.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or, like, if there was, for example, like, you know how each one, each uh, season is based off of a map that they go off of? Yeah. Like, give us, like, you could even make it 6,000 competitive points if if you wanted to, but, like, imagine it's, like, Havana or something like that, and they're just, like, Oh yeah, Truffle Island set for every character in the game. If you get X amount of points, right, then you're like, mm-hmm. okay, this set looks nice. Like I, I want to get a whole set for everybody in the game. Might as well work towards this, right? Um, yeah,
1: that'd be a that'd be a significant way to get people to like devote their time to comp.
0: Yeah, and if you don't like the skins and you still want to play competitive, go ahead. Like that's that's on you. Like the one thing that would not be amazing, though, is just, like, like if a skin set is amazing and you just keep playing comp and you love the game, you're gonna get competitive points regardless. Like, even if you win or lose, like, you still get comp points, so just, just have fun with it. Like, it's just another way to incentivize competitive, in a way.
1: So, moving to the current game, uh, last week, we did have the huge meta shift to pretty much move us all away from the double barrier meta. Um, And speaking of Nairi, I don't know if this is like just her play or her playtime, or this is like data from just Overwatch overall that she somehow has access to. Um, But I mean, even if it is just her play, this, like what it's showing me is, it looks pretty much like what I've experienced in the game and what we're seeing in the league right now is that Alna's got a high pick rate, Roadhog's got a high pick rate, Zarya, Mercy, Ash, Wrecking Ball, like, all these heroes are, like, significantly, they've had a significant increase in in their pick rates just because a lot of it's transitioning into uh, faster dive plays.
0: Yeah, and I do understand the shift. Like, this is literally, oh, there's no, like, shields are really weak now. In, in this current format, they're, the, the shield game is really only dependent on Reinhard. Um, and if you're not running a Rein, you're essentially getting erased. So when it comes down to the way how this meta is shifting, it's very dive oriented and it's very pick oriented. This is what it was back in like season four and five, where if you're out of position, you're dead. That is how it works. And I mean, that works normally on everything else, but um you didn't have that safety barrier of creating your own wall and being a little bit safer that way it's more of like okay well you can't hide behind a shield anymore so if we break it you're out in the open you're you're pretty much going to get hooked get antied and you're not going anywhere
1: i said last week how i can still kind of play sigma even with um even with this this nerf but i was playing this week and that is not true anymore. I really can't unless I have like a Ryan with me or a Zarya with me. I I can't do it just because 700 shield is nothing. It gets melted so quickly. And like with Sigma, like the best way to to play him, I found is just to flash out your shield very repeatedly. Which again, like it it without the um his like sucky sucky ability into the black hole with his hand to get some shield, it it doesn't do you any good because you just get melted down so fast. So uh, I've been told by our team coach that like probably the best comp right now would be a a Zarya and a Roadhog or a Zarya and a Winston. Uh, I'm pretty good at wrecking ball, but I need to get better. So I'm trying to learn how to be better at Winston. Um, So Kevin, I know I've generally asked you tips about Zarya, but I've just given up on learning here. What are your Winston tips for me and for the rest of us?
0: For Winston, there's a lot of, like, really interesting interactions uh, that I learned. Um, If you get Nano, don't ult. That's a big one. If you get Nano, do not ult. Um, The the reason for that is, like, you actually do more damage as a regular Winston than you do as uh, Primal Rage Winston. Um, I don't like primal as an alt. I
1: think it's relatively useless, except it, for like getting your health up to really high.
0: Yeah, it's good for surviving and disjointing. Like that's all it is. It's not there for damage. Um, here here's my big tip: if somebody's running away, you have to hop in front of them. Does that make sense? Like, you hop where they want to, the direction they want to go. Because the second that you land, there's actually, you know, the jetpack it actually pushes the person back. Yeah, um, a little bit. So, if you land, for example, like if a soldier is running away, you jump in front of him so he gets pushed back towards your team. It also slows up his momentum, um, so that way you can you can start zapping him. Um, I guess my this is also like a really big like big brain tip. If you're fighting one on one, alternate your melee between your electrical shock. The reason for that is. The amount of damage that the taser does is the same amount as a melee per second. So Really? Yes. That's so so low. Yes. It does 60 damage per second. Um and you know, a punch is 60 damage when landed, right? So when you're going one-on-one, you want to alternate between tasing and punching. And when you do that, you maximize the amount of ammo that you have on your taser and you are also dealing the same amount of damage over time. Um but if you're in a game and there's like three people or like two people even, like just keep the taser on them. If you want to isolate out one person, go ahead and melee. It's really funny though, like if you know how to time out your punches, you can deal a dumb amount of damage by the time that you actually engage in the fight. Um, There's a lot of extra, like, little things, but, like, it's a matter of knowing how to execute it. It takes a lot of practice. Like, when I was first on the team, I was trained to play on Ryan. But when the meta shifted, I had to learn Winston, like, in a... Like, over the course of, like, two months. And there's little tips and tricks with every hero that you start to learn. Um, I know it's a lot easier to play Winston on... Like, I feel like it's easier to play them on PC than it is on, like, the consoles just because it's easier for PC players to flick up and, like, look at the sky and land in a way where we want to go, but, yeah, there's little things like that where you land on somebody and right right before you land on the ground, you hit melee, so you punch them in the face on the way down, so... You, you punch, you land on the ground, it pushes them away, and then you start tasing. So by the time you land, you're already doing, uh, I, I think Jump Pack does like, what, 30 damage? So you're doing 90 damage by the time you land, plus whatever, the amount of tasing, usually they're dead in a second and a half um, at that point. So it's a bunch of just little tips and tricks that you have to get used to. I will keep that in mind because the
1: only time I ever play Winston is on a total mayhem when I could just jump and shield indefinitely. Yeah. And just the stall out game is so massive for Winston. And usually I'll trigger the uh, the opposing tanks into going Winston. So that's a lot of fun. Um, so another thing that changed in the in the game is that we now have a new experimental patch that came in. Um, this one's not just a Moira one, but this one, I'm I'm looking at it, it's like, it's just a nerf party, really. So much got changed, so um, there's a general change where the armor beam damage reduction against armor health pools is increased from 20 to 30. Um, Ana's ammo was reduced from 14 to 12. Ash's ammo is reduced from 15 to 12, and her um, aim down sights damage is reduced from 85 to 80. Baptiste's uh, Biotic Launcher uh, Health Grenade Ammo is reduced from 12 to 10. And his Regenerative Burst total healing is cut in half from 150 to 75. Um, and Bap now receives twice as much healing from his Regenerative Burst, though. So he, he's he got a little bit of uh, more sturdiness with that, but his rest, the rest of his team's kind of screwed. Uh, Junkrat's Frag Launcher Impact Damage is reduced from 50 to 40. So uh, I guess for total of 130 to 120 is what it's saying. For I guess, is that per shot? Probably.
0: Um, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah per, shot. per shot.
1: So the impact damage is what was reduced. Um, McCree's primary fire, the recovery between shots, I guess, is increased from 0. 0.42 to 0. 0.5. So he's not as uh, spammy. Um, Mora, her Biotic Grasp healing, the lingering heal is reduced from 4 seconds to 2 seconds. Total healing from 65 is now down to 35. Her healing per second is increased from 65 to 70. Her healing resource consumption rate is increased from 11 to 14, so now it's about 27%. Her damage attach angle is reduced by 37%, so you have to be more precise with where you're aiming. And her healing resource gain rate is increased by 50, so she got some nerfs and she got some buffs. I think she's a little bit more balanced now. Um, Arisa's halt radius is reduced from is increased from four to five, and her projectile speed is reduced from 30 to 25. Faris rocket launcher recovery increased from 0.75 to 0.85. Symmetra's photon barrier, secondary fire. So when you spam the little balls, her max damage is reduced from 140 to 120. Widowmaker's max ammo is reduced from 30 to 35. Is increased is increased from 30 to 35. Her secondary fire scoped ammo increase cost increased from 3 to 5. And now her scope shots have a 50% damage fall-off when you get from 60 to 85 meters. Uh Zarya's particle cannon, her ammo cost increased from 20 to 25, so you're getting less shots off. Um, this is a lot. This is a lot. Oh, this a is lot. only this is only uh experimental. Again, they uh these aren't going live as far as we know. Um Yeah, I, I don't know what the uh the purpose behind this one is, because it's just like make everybody weaker.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um this is this is kind of a weird patch. Just by looking at the breakdown of it, I feel like the there there are some. I wouldn't say winners. There's no winners here. Everybody got a no. Nurse, we all I would, lose. I would say. Well, I mean, the real winners here is Dive. Nobody on the Dive team got hit. So, uh, Diva wins. I mean, maybe Ball. Zarya. If you're trying to Zarya We're out dive here, it. yeah, that's true. Um, but like you know no touches the to tracer no t- no touches to genji um, ash got a little bit of a nerf but honestly um, I, I don't see a lot of real big changes the most thing i feel like the thing that they're trying to trying to stop here is just the constant amount of spam um, mm-hmm. I, I like spam um i think it's Usubi. good but like i understand that Maybe they just don't want players to be constantly throwing everything out twenty four seven so they added more chances for reloads and timings um just to make it harder for like certain players to keep it up. Um, I feel like the changes to Moira is interesting as well. just the keeping the healing per second is increased, but the amount of resource consumption is is faster so. You, you're healing more per second but it doesn't like you can't sustain it for as you long. can't sustain yeah the heal for that long and the changes to her damage made it a lot harder for her to like she has to be in the fight now she has to she can't just ooh chuck orb in direction get charge use p to heal teammate right like that's not how it works anymore yeah it's like, you have to be very strategic and very, like, precise on the way how you play more right now. You can't just throw ball, get heal. Uh, it's like you have to play it a lot more methodically rather than, oh, I just kind of throw it in this direction. It works. Um, uh-huh. The change to Symmetra is really big because 140, if you happen to clip a Tracer, Tracer's dead. But now 120, it means that Tracer lives um with five hp um assuming that they're not touched at all prior to that um same thing with brig brig survives that um instead of getting one shot yeah they can survive that and then now here
1: you can't just symmetra's not as op as she used to be essentially
0: yeah um widow got the biggest l today i'm sorry widow just if we had a giant letter l you would be winning it today um the max ammo increase, people are like, oh, cool, she gets more shots. No, that's not the, not the way how it works. Um, she has 35 ammo, so if you're like not scoping and you're just kind of spam shooting, I guess you have more ammo. The downside of that is the secondary fire. Okay, so increasing that cost from three to five means that when you originally had 10 shots in the chamber, you only have seven now. Okay, so that's a big nerf to Widow already. The second one, like, the scope shot fall-off is now very hurtful for, for Widowmaker players. The reason for that is if you're going for a headshot on somebody and you're Widow and the falloff like, won't KO instantly, like, you have less shots to make that. You have less damage from distance, so... It's just that much harder to play Widow at that point. Um, you have to assume that they're going to play closer to you. And with dive happening right now, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, you either land the headshot on the Winston as he's coming in, um, and then your teammates have to help even clean that up. Or like, yeah, you, you have to you have to kill him on the way in because otherwise he's going to be on top of you and it's it's already over.
1: I liked what they were doing with trying to fix Moira to like make her more skill based. I don't like how they were trying to make her um like a fight altering character like when they first put a change in her. I kind of like the direction they were going with last week's change. Um I like what they did this week though. This week was was another was another good direction in Moira i think Um, yeah aside from that i i just i don't know what they're doing now is do you think that this this rapid push of lots of experimental things is trying to get us more involved or show that they're engaged because it feels to me like they're just like dumping stuff on us now to make it look like oh we're paying attention we're doing things
0: yeah i feel like it's a little bit of both like it is good that they're letting us know like, Hey, we're, we're playing with this and this is potentially something that's been on our mind competitively. But at the same time, it could just be like, Oh, we blizzard. We, we mess with balance change, make it experimental card. Wow. Um, let's throw spaghetti at the wall and see what the players think. Like that's <laughs> essentially what the experimental card is supposed to be where they're supposed to do weird things and just be like, all right. Um, but at this point I don't know. Now are you gonna be playing on this
1: experimental patch?
0: Cause I'm not. This is not fun for me. No, I'm not I'm not playing on this patch. Like I don't see in any way, shape, or form how all of if all of these changes go through, like how are players even supposed to like play from range? Um Zarya like Zarya is my go-to for like off-tank if I am, um, but with the beam damage reduction, it means that like I can't really burst down people, which makes sense. Like she gets really strong if she starts snowballing, but at the same time, like that's also the other team's fault for shooting into my bubble. So yeah, I feel like I'm. If you are a Symmetra or a, or a Zarya player, you're just getting punished a little bit in terms of that armor reduction. But at the same time, like, I'm really not, like, I'm not happy about this change. I hope that, like, if this does go through, they're going to just be like, oh, well, dive's coming back. And they're going to realize the harder that this keeps going on, the more likely dive is going to be the next meta. I really need to learn how to play dive just because I've always been very shieldy. Very shieldy. It was a huge transition for me um, when going through it, you know, on the team, like we're on the team. You have to make that transition, like the second that certain things happen. So um, learning dive is really, it's a completely different mindset from playing like shield or death ball. Like when I was playing death ball, you're like, okay. Yeah. Hold shield. Make sure team is good. Uh, Use your shield to push. Uh, get in. We're we're all good. When you're dive, you're like, who are we on? Who? Where? Where's the closest Zenyatta, and where can I put my fist? Like, you know, the entire team is like Zen Zen Zen. Okay, Anna Anna. Okay, they're down. Okay, now we now we go back and help our supports. Like, the game becomes who can kill the other team's support and backline first before their other support and backline die. So yeah, it back of the day it was like um it was lucio mercy just because you would mercy like would be able to you know zip around and play in the sky for a little bit um when everybody else is diving but lucio because he had mobility um but at the same time like we used to do lucio zen as well with like a diva hanging back while the rest of the team is like in their back line um so it's like playing three-on-three three at that point. It's like one team is playing three-on-three three in their back line. The other team is playing three-on-three on, three on the cart. So uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of a weird way of looking at it, but that's the way how it works.
1: Okay, so a couple more just light, fun stories. Um, so Trill from the Fuel had a little, uh, I guess, a powwow with Huke from Call of Duty, and he like taught him how to play Overwatch and, like, Hugh said he'd played McCree before like once, but he wasn't really a fan of the game. He tried it again. He actually did fairly well as getting headshots pretty easily, so I'm guessing those skills transferred there. And then uh, Trill did a thing where he had Hugh uh, he had Hugh um watch him like watch me him playing and he put on a blindfold and had Hugh tell him where to go. Um, which honestly, like, I'm not on like our team is definitely not on the level of that yet. But if you're like if you're on a uh, if you're on a, like an actual team and you're actually playing for money and stuff, I feel like that's prob that sounds like a fun way to like train, you know? Like a fun exercise.
0: Uh one of the fun exercises that I know that I do with my team, um especially when you know you have subs and other players like that, um you have them split the keyboard. Uh that's like the easiest way of doing it where you're just like okay, yeah, You get keyboard, you get mouse, okay? Um, And in that mindset, you get them both thinking the same way. And that way, like, when they do switch in, they know how the rest of the team is operating and how you have to operate as a player. So um, it's really fun and easy that way, but at the same time, it can get difficult when I'm like... um, Like, I do this with my... What is it? With my main tank player... I'll be like all right I'm taking your mouse you take or I'll take keyboard you, you're you taking the mouse so I'm like okay I'm pushing I'm pushing this okay I'm gonna back up I'm gonna I'm gonna hide behind this wall go ahead and save shield like you have to constantly like tell the other half of like where to aim where are we looking at and they have to tell me at the same time it's like throw fire strike Hit ultimate here like uh when are we pinning like being able to split that between your players and them being on the same page really does help though with synergy
1: so the the last story that I found is, um, Kevin, have you played The Witcher Three? I have not. Okay, it's a fun game. I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a grand old adventure. Um, the DLC is actually really worth it to get if you do eventually play it. Um, but someone patched Genji. Like they they took the Genji model, and then they threw him into The Witcher. So now you can play as Geralt, except it's Genji. Uh, so if you type in. Uh, Genji of rivia on the on the interwebs it'll lead you to uh Nexus mods, and there's all the instructions on how to do it. I don't have it on p c so I can't run around Rivia as Genji, but it's actually really cool If you could play as like an overwatch character in another game kevin who would you, who would you drag into another gaming universe
0: mm. Ryan Hart and Dark Souls ooh. I feel That'll like that be would fun. be that would be pretty fun. Um, i I feel like that's like the the obvious one that would be that would be pretty fun. Um, I mean they already moved a lot of characters into Heroes of the Storm, but like you know any uh-huh. other MOBA, I feel like some of the characters could easily fit in. Um, yeah, it it's interesting to see where characters land, um, and like what their kit could actually do, like roadhog and junkrat and mario kart double dash like that would be that would <laughs> like, be amazing that would be a dream team but you you never know if that will ever happen uh in the uh, putting... in the their um their motorcycle double car thing
1: That'd yeah be so much fun
0: yeah that that would be a great way to play honestly
1: all right do we have any do you have any other news you want to share kevin that's that's all
0: i found this week uh, more my stuff is more geared towards like the actual Overwatch League stuff. Okay. Um, okay. So we can save that. Yeah, we can save that for for the second half. Um, other than that, I l- let me just put on my put on my cap and let's look at the let's look at the current schedule. I know that we're starting the we're starting the postseason next week, next Thursday. Um. So we're going to get a little bit going into that, but I feel like either the whole month, I feel like they should extend, well actually wait, hold on, when, oh Halloween is on a Saturday this year, okay so October 13th, I'm calling it now, uh, Halloween event, then we're going to get three weeks of like in, in-game, in you know, uh, skin unlocks. So, yeah, that's my prediction, at least. September is mainly going to be all about the league and seeing who wins it this year versus, uh, like, a lot of in-game stuff. Like, if there are going to be changes, I feel like it's going to – the big changes are going to come after the postseason.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess my last unofficial bit of news is that next week is, I guess, uh, is our our one-year mark for the podcast oh geez yeah
0: it's yeah a
1: year it's been a year dude it's 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 gonna have been a year next week um so i feel like we should do like something special just to like commemorate
0: well, What 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 are you thinking
1: i don't know i feel like hold on let me see let me see what our our what our listenership has been for this month for a sec up to this point cuz like i know at the beginning of this season we teased like sending a one of the listeners like a funko pop of like the league tracer one so that might be an option i don't know how expensive international shipping is going to be considering a lot of our viewership is like overseas but that's something we could look into yeah, for um, sure. also i get this is kind of sad but i check the email sometimes um oh we are at 185 this week so our our listenership is definitely growing hopefully we can hit well over 200 by the end of this month but um so i check our email sometimes and sometimes there's like an alert that there's one there's like uh, a message and it's just like something stupid like oh you signed into the twitter again it makes me sad so someone please send us emails i guess we'll figure we could probably try to figure out what we're going to do next week if we decide to do something um it's probably going to be something like engage with us on social media like rate and subscribe because that's what you have to do in this day and age but yeah happy happy almost one year to us kevin
0: yay i mean i feel like we could also do a thing where uh we we could i don't know i I wouldn't mind playing with people if oh yeah for that that'd be fun i know that you're um, your
1: ps4 i'm a console pleb so if you have a console pleb i'd be down
0: yeah so so matt can handle the console plebs and i could handle the uh the PC, scrubs. Uh, I just have to. I'll bring my team together. I mean, I feel like like viewer pugs would probably be really fun um, huh. if we could pull it off. That that is the real question.
1: Yeah, things to think about over over the next week for us on our end. So, uh, thanks guys for supporting us for almost a year. Uh, tune into the gameplay segment where we'll talk about the final week of regular season games. And uh, we'll see you next week for the the one year extravaganza. If we could find a way to make it an extravaganza, <laughs> see you next see you next week, guys.
0: Next week we update you on any new information from the world of Overwatch and prepare for the postseason tournament. Thanks for listening to this week's episode.
1: If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe O-W-L. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at Believe at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.